Hi, Harry. Where, where are you based? Uh, I'm based in uh, just in a little town outside of Vancouver, Canada. Oh. Yeah. And uh, all my clients are, uh, I have no clients in Canada. All are international clients in, oh. in every continent in the world. And I've just started a, a, a big project working with the Muslim community. Uh, with, oh. uh, when we're doing a conference in a couple of days uh, uh, called uh, Addiction in the Muslim Community. And why I'm excited about it, I've done a lot of conferences, but uh, this is the first time I've been invited within an organization. So right. we're setting up a department. There's 20, 20 volunteer women it's a, uh, who, who are volunteering and I'm training them and uh, they'll go out into the Muslim community. Obviously they, there'll be a reaction to someone like myself, but right. uh, with the Muslim people and it's an international organization. Is it uh, is it based in Vancouver, the Muslim community, or what is no, it? No, no, no. It's based Just everywhere. It's based in Australia, and and oh. uh, and then it and then it it is an, an international organization. So there's women from Pakistan and Nigeria and California oh. and and Europe and and and, and Australia, and uh, that's part of part of the uniqueness uh, of. Uh, uh, being outside of uh, you know the standard model right. today's we have zoom and we have uh, multimedia um, but but uh, the organizations naturally have also reflected that mm. you know, people have a tendency to pigeonhole you into an area or to, right but it's not, that's not the world anymore the no, world yeah. the world's an international global place and and when you you start to see the Muslim community, uh, which which is generally speaking the type of crowd I like to work with, is sort of more the people who are more underprivileged. Really? Uh, sorry, Mark, I'm just curious. I have the quite. I have one question. It's like, why do you like working with Muslim uh, community? I mean, it's this is interesting because uh, I'm from Malaysia, so Malaysia is a Muslim country. So so uh, you know. When you talk about the Muslim, I'm like, oh, this like you know. Every time I hear people woke up and pray, like every five a.m., they will they will pray uh, in the in the Muslim mosque uh, everywhere. So I'm just curious, why do you like working with a uh, Muslim community more than uh, the other religions? Well, well, when you when you work from the perspectives that I do, I let I let the energy or God bring me the project. Mm. So I don't actually pick the areas. Again, that's a different concept. Uh, so, um, uh, so I work have worked a lot with the indigenous people. I've worked. I've worked. Uh, I've, I have a project in mental health, and and so and I and I ran a very successful addiction, alcoholism, and three principles right. uh, um, uh, YouTube channel. We have well over a hundred thousand downloads and uh, uh, podcasts from it that we have in two years we have about forty thousand uh, wow that's uh, that's good that's like 20, yeah yeah and, huge. And, and so when 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 the project when i just when a project sort of ends of course you look for new right new, new energy and um and 
And so it, I wasn't looking for the Muslim community or was attracted to them, except on one level, uh, on a global level, I feel uh, people are not getting along very well. And as you know, the Jewish and yeah. the uh, Muslim people are not getting along very well at all. And there's yeah. a lot of prejudice in there. So from a sim symbolic perspective, you know, myself being a 75-year-old Jewish person who's not much into that, but mm -hmm. and who's, who's more, who has worked with more cultures than anybody you've met. Uh, uh, and a 27-year-old Moroccan from Casablanca get together uh, to, to, to form what we call Tahid, which stands for spiritual unity. Mm. Tahid's spiritual unity of the three principles. Um, and you'll hear that word a lot from me, three principles. Um, it, it was a natural uh, progression but, um, or a natural uh, uh, offering to the world. And... Uh, and so we started, we've done it for about two years, but the strength, it started, addiction uh, show that I mentioned exploded. It really took off, you know, right. immediately we had a big audience, immediately people were being healed, uh, this, this, but this one started very, very slow. And, uh, and then big audience, but again, uh, when you have a lot of status quo approaches, uh, you know, the, the acceptance by something uh, a little bit different is it wasn't, wasn't very big. But what I, I have a very big nose for, for. Uh, I can't tell. I can tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I uh, really appreciate it. Uh, 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 and I can sense um, not only energy, but can sense uh, opportunity and, uh, and that just comes with, with, with what your natural abilities are and a lot of experience. And uh, That's so interesting. I'm just curious, like, have you ever say no to any opportunity to come to your way? Or do you think like, oh, this is what's coming my way. It must be, you know, like the higher power or God or a spiritual opportunity for me. And you would just take no, it. I, I, was, I would say no to, to people. I say no to clients. I have mm -hmm. clients all over the world and if they don't interest me. Uh, I look for a certain type of client and uh, the in your life, you're moving around and sometimes you're full with lots of stuff. So right. naturally it's like a business plan. If your business is going really well, you're not you, on its own. People come and, and go, but, but you're, you're, you're satisfied. And then at other stages in your life, you're, you're more open to opportunity and i would i would say it was that but it, it's again the sense of in my case i have a, a strong sense of who i am and what i want to deliver and so you when you're when you're confident naturally and you're naturally open you you'll you'll identify ah that's something that interests me so if it doesn't spark my interest, the answer is no. Right. So you still you still go back to that. Sorry. Yeah, it's not uh, oh yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I, I wanted to introduce both of you guys. And um I, I was thinking before before we got together and, and had the idea of doing this, uh, I was thinking like this is crazy, you know, the three three of us getting together and 
what do we have in common? What, what can we talk about? And I thought like the two of you actually do have kind of a similar meaning in my life that, you know, Jay, oh. you know, you're both kind of, you're kind of disciples of, of leaders who have meaning in my life and, and in your own right are lead, thought leaders. Uh, Jay, you're the producer, are you your producer also engineer and producer of yep. the James Altucher podcast? Yes. And, you know, James is a great thought leader, you know, with, Really, his big one idea, his one big idea, I think, is is the idea of coming up with ideas every day and keeping the creative muscle going, and um, and really like, you know, that that brainstorming idea is incredible. And I know he's been going with that for a long time, and I loved his podcast for years. I, I actually honestly stopped listening for a while because uh, it kind of started seeming like a lot of the other podcasts, the same guests recycling the same kind of a thing. When he brought you in, I don't know when it happened, but one day I tuned in. I'm like. You know, this is like a whole new thing. It's like a whole new fresh oh. podcast. I mean, you really like brought something special to the to the podcast and made it worth listening Thank again. Thank and then Harry, you're, uh, I mean, in your own right, a spiritual leader. I mean, in the old old days, we'd have to climb a mountain to come talk to you and get wisdom from you. And uh, I mean, you're that the truth. Yeah, yeah, direct disciple of Sydney Banks, the founder of the Three Principles Spiritual Movement, which is a a huge movement. I've been meeting people on my own separate, not even through you or looking at, at your your talks on YouTube, but just out in the community, patients and people like that are like, wow, three principles, you're into that also? Like, yeah, I mean, there's a huge community out there and it's really incredible. And it's not like a, it's not a philosophy that's exclusive, you know, like, oh, you're either three principles, or you're this or that, you know, it can, it can kind of, from what you've taught me, it can coexist with other beliefs and, and spiritual philosophies. And and so yeah, I just thought like we actually are like a great group of people to have have this talk. And um, can you, oh Harry, can you tell us more about the three principles, like Sydney Banks, how it came about, how you got involved with it? Well, well, the three principles uh, are a spiritual psychology, and what they do, they flow through you whether you're aware of them or not, and they create all your psychological human experience and you notice the difference uh jay and and mark is that it's a spiritual psychology you see psychology is dealing with form that which is already created and because of that they're lost and so the world the world is trying to fix the form now the spiritual part of it is if you understand the role of thought and you connect it to the bigger picture, you know, vis-a-vis the creative ability of ideas that perhaps your guy is talking about, Jay. Uh, I don't know, but, uh, you know. And so, so people want to feel good. They want to feel happy. They want to feel content. And in this world, they, they're looking for it in the form and, they, and they're identifying it with the house or the woman or the career or, or the nice clothes or that they look good. But that's not it. That will never bring you happiness. Wait, are you telling me that my whole life is a lie? <laughs> I am. I am. Because, <laughs> yes. because we're, you, you have just defined the ego. Right. It's, you're lying to yourself about what's important. Right. And, and what's important to you is love, understanding, uh, a deeper meaning of why you're here, uh, how you connect to, to this global village that we're part of, um, 
how how can we how how can I feel the power of God inside myself so that I can allow that energy to create that which will satisfy me and beyond my satisfaction, beyond my dreams, into a world that is magical. And when I will have gratitude for that rather than taking possession of it or I did it type of thing. You see, the world is obsessed with, with, with what they can have and what they can achieve. The joke is the moment you connect to God, now God being just a energy, uh, you know, the Muslim world calls it infinite intelligence. I love that phrase. When you tap into the infinite intelligence, obviously it's a lot bigger than Jay's intelligence. Yes, obviously. It, obviously, you know, and, and yeah. everyone, and, and at a certain point, Jay feels vulnerable. You know, when you suffer and, you know, all of a sudden you don't have any answers and so on. Well, I'm, I'm just curious, like, how do you, obviously you define God as uh, infinite intelligence. Like, how do you find that infinite intelligence? Like, you know, like, it's like, is Jesus a God or, you know, Muhammad a God or is Buddhist a God? Uh, you know, those, those seems like just a, a ideology of God. It seems like like mythology to me a lot of it. What like, kind of yeah. like you have Greek mythology, Roman mythology, we have Christian Muslim mythology also, I would think. Yeah, see the the joke is you don't discover God, you uncover hmm. God. It's all God's already in you. Hmm. God's already in everything. Every the indigenous that the, the spirit of the trees, the spirit of the water, spirit of the sky, all created by the great spirit. Jesus or Muhammad are just uh, human beings who experience enlightenment, which is basically they saw their connection to God. Right. They saw, mm. not they think or they believe, they saw the fact. Mm. And at that particular point, when you have, when Jay has an insight, not a mental apparition, not a mental thinking, but an insight, a sight from within, he see he, he sees life with, with brand new eyes. It's just just what happens to millions and millions of people. But a lot of them either get a glimpse of it. It's just that Jesus, Sid Banks, Muhammad, they they walk through the light into a brand new world. And they had to talk about it because, Jay, when you're in love, right? You notice you, you like to talk about it. Why is that? Yes. Because it, it feels so darn good. <laughs> and you notice one thing nobody else is in love and they don't know what you're talking about. That's right. what the world of Muhammad jesus is like they're talking about love unconditional love and you're talking about personal love right that's definitely very 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 interesting uh but yeah like I'm, I'm just curious so if someone found love like 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 you know that's not muhammad or, or whoever i'm just curious like if they found like that that sort of enlightenment in themselves do you think they're ever gonna lost it 
or do you think they have there's something that like like the principles they have to practice to keep it going? No, well, the the answer is you 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 can't lose what you have. Hmm. You already have it. You already are enlightened. Right. Except for one little thing, you don't know it. Yeah, it's hard knowing like if uh, if you ever enlightenment because like before I moved to actually before the pandemic hit, you know, I felt like oh I have everything that I need, I have everything that I want, and then pandemic hits, I'm like. Is is this what I want and need anymore? You know, like I moved to New York City ten years ago, and then I, you know, obviously I live in Queens, and now I live in Upper West, which is a little bit upgrade from where I was. And then I, I'm like, this is what I want, this is what I need, and then a pandemic happened, and then during the two years, I just been pondering like if this is actually what I wanted. So yeah. You you're here to affect what you can change hmm. in your own life, and that what you cannot change, you're there to adapt to, and right. how you adapt to it is through your thinking. Hmm. So you one person's in a traffic jam and they're screaming, oh, "I got an appointment and I can't get through this thing," and another person yeah. turns the radio on and listens to some smooth jazz or something like that. And they're relaxed. Like, oh, finally, I get a chance to to not not be busy. Right. Yeah. Oh, I so, can I can imagine driving along and feeling really spiritual, like one with the universe and everything is great, and I'm living the life I want to live. And then suddenly, I spill my coffee in the car, and like everything changes in an instant. I'm that's like, right. That's right. And you can either laugh at your stupidity or whatever you want to, do, or you can get really uptight. But you notice being uptight about it doesn't help. In yeah, fact, he, it makes it worse. You, you spill your coffee, you go, oh, shit, excuse <laughs> the expression. And the next thing you know, you bump into a car. Where, right. Or, or, oh, yeah, or, that's a lot worse. Or, yeah. or you, you know, you, you get, see, when you're in a, dis, a rattled state of consciousness or a rattled mood, you look at life differently, Jay, than right. when you're in a content state of mind or in a state of peace or, or to use a business term, a state of clarity. Hmm. And, and so, so in a state of clarity, life looks different to you than when your mood goes down. Now, when I say mood goes down, one of the principles is consciousness. And we're just talking that everybody lives in a level of consciousness that goes up and down every day. So you're schizophrenic, Jay. <laughs> But probably yes yeah Jay, but, are you uh are you worried about, are you um anxious about the move is it like a big thing moving from new york to atlanta uh it is because like you know i've been living in new york like to be honest i didn't move a lot uh so i moved from florida to new york 10 years ago and i just stay in new york for forever so like new york is my home and then i have to move to atlanta um it's Exciting and nervous at the same time in terms of like, it's all new places, whole new places. I'm excited about it. Uh, nervous as in like, what happened after that? You know, obviously, you know, I can adapt to it just like how I moved from Malaysia to, to US, I can adapt to it. But I felt like as I grow older, I might have lost the the, adapt, the adaptability that I have, yeah. that I used to have 
as I, you, I'm with them. Do you have family you? here? Like, are, are you pretty much by yourself? Or I'm pretty much by myself. My all, all my family is in Malaysia. Is working with James? Is he kind of like family for you now? He is sort of my family now. Yeah, he is like my yeah. family now. He always take care of me, and I have friends that's family here too, but uh, they're a little bit yeah. further away. But but yeah, so so I'm trying to get my mindset back to where I used to be when I moved from Malaysia to 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 US. But it just you know you after you experience so such a long time here, or or as you, as I grow older, experience different thing. I might have lost that. I don't know. Uh, you yeah. don't lose anything. What what it is is you've you've changed a bit, mm, right? You, you, and uh, uh, so you're 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 caught in your thinking, right? Overthinking is that? That's right. I wrote, I put out a talk called "All Problems Are Caused by Overthinking." Right. Yeah. So the answer to is nope. All pro all problems are solved by not overthinking. How I'm just curious, like how do you know if yourself is over overthinking? Because I feel like overthinking and being cautious is just a fine line difference. You know, obviously you have to be cautious about anything, but overthinking it's sort of take it the next level. I'm just curious, like how do you find a fine line? Well, you 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 you. Every client that comes to me comes to me with only one problem. Hmm. They don't like their thinking, and they want to know how to control it. Right. That's your question. Yes. You can't control it. Oh no! <laughs> this can't control it. I'm sorry to tell you. So you can't turn off your thoughts. You right. can't. You'd be dead if you you stop <laughs> thinking. So yes. you, you so you deepen your understanding of the role of thought. Mm. See, thought is the most direct thing that you're aware of that affects your psychological makeup, which is your question. I'm uncomfortable. And how do I get comfortable type of thing in a situation that I'm not used to? Um, and the, ans the answer is really you just change thought. Right. Yeah. You, you've got to, you know, you, you, you're in the past thinking of it from your past behavioral patterns and it doesn't work so how do you know when you're overthinking it doesn't work your life doesn't work you're 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 keep hitting your nose against the wall right and and it frustrates you so you better have a drink or a, a, a joint or whatever that your your modus you know your thing is that you do so you can feel it See, your feelings are your guide. Hmm. If you feel uncomfortable, that's coming from your thinking, nothing from outside. You're still talking about these outside events are affecting me. Right. That's nonsense. So Every, I have to change my thinking. You just, have to, you just have to understand that your thinking is negative, which is creating that uncomfortable feeling. Now, I know for a fact that Mark, Jay, and Harry do not like uncomfortable feelings. Yes. Yeah. And, who, who, who likes uncomfortable feeling? Yeah. I just and, and, well, I'll talk to you about that, too, because it's not as simple as what you just said, because hmm. uh, there's a deeper level to that. And 
that of course levels levels of consciousness and levels of understanding is the same thing. Right. There's certain things you don't understand, Jay. Yes. And you and if you understood them, you would be able to navigate as the commander of your ship in troubled waters. Right. Yeah, yeah, life has troubled waters. It leads to everything you want. Right. So it's then, actually not troubled waters. It's just waters that you think are troubled. Trouble. So, so that, that also, that's sort of just, I don't know if I'm putting it uh, right, you know, obviously, but uh, it's sort of like everything is subjective. You know, they just, that's just life and then happy or unhappy or, or up and down. It's just the matter of subjective to different person or to your different point of view. No, yeah, that's, right. that's total bullshit. No. <laughs> Sorry, I just push it. You call my you call my bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When when you were talking about like getting, you know, living a life where you get everything you want in life, and you know, I guess there's a difference of of being happy with everything you have or or getting what you want. But uh, what, how do you feel about? Um, and I, I think in the three principles community that there's people who talk about the um, the law of attraction of of being able to. To put something out there to the universe that, that I, I really want this mansion, I want this job, I want this car, or I want some peace of mind and some free time and people leave me alone, or you know, there might be something, you know, things you want, and you kind of put it out there, hoping that the universe will provide it for you if you want it in just the right way. Like, how do you feel about that? That isn't the three principles, what you just said. And we yeah. do, and the law of attraction is a lot shallower. Anything that you do thinking about wanting and desiring and, and so on is, is your mental desire to achieve things. The idea is you want to find, where's healing, Mark? It's not in the form. It's in the formless. It's before, you know, to use Sid's words, time, space, and matter. We're talking about the world of formlessness. Using that as an example for you, Jay, the creativity comes from formlessness that you're, mm. I, I forget his name, what the, the guy you're working with. So, so everything, everything comes from formlessness and via the three principles creates form. Our job is to see our role in that. And the more we understand how these three principles work, it's like every tool you have in life. If you take a hammer and hammer it on the wrong side and you go, I thought this hammer is supposed to hit this nail in real good. And someone comes along and says, why don't you turn the hammer around? And you go, oh, that works really well. I, how come I couldn't see that before? It's like that. You, you yeah. don't understand the role of thought. so you try to manipulate it and control it and attract things that you think you want. I hate what I want. I hate what I think, yet I love every thought I have because it's revealing to me all who I am, all who I am. That's what I want to know. Who am I? Who's Harry? I want to know that from a human and spiritual perspective. I'm not interested in I can create a million dollars right stuff because everybody who has a million dollars is unhappy or 
They're yeah. greedy. They're greedy. Right. Let's use a, a real word. They're greedy. <laughs> yeah. You know? So they it's let the more. greed control their life. And then they teach that to their kids. And then they wonder why their kids aren't happy or, you know, or why their kids overthink, you know, type of thing, or why they're anxious, you know, type of thing. I had a client come to me. She paid me a fortune for anxiety. I thought it was going to be five minutes. I, I couldn't believe she wanted 10 sessions, but she wanted mm -hmm. to, and she wanted to pay a lot of money. And I'm not really into how much money I can make, Jay, because I'm 75 years old. I'm interested in helping people. Right. Yeah. Which is great. It's different. It's not, I, I understand you need money. Your, your, your career is, is important to you. It is important. Right. It's important to Mark, but it's not important to me. Right. I felt like everyone has the number, right? Yeah. So like you don't need that much money. You don't need that much numbers to make, to live a meaningful yeah. life. And, and your numbers mainly want to help people, which is great. You know, it's well, interesting. Um, I, Jay, uh, James, um, who you work with, James wrote a blog post about billionaires. It was like really interesting about how he had met a bunch of different billionaires over his career. And he was putting together like what the common things they have, what they have in common. And it was all stuff about they're, they're afraid of losing their money. They're greedy. They're mean. Yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, definitely probably not a good thing for most people to suddenly have a billion dollars. Especially, especially yeah. if you're too young. It's, yep. a, it's a plague in the States that so many 20-year-olds are millionaires. They're not ready for it. All yeah. they, they're, they're indulging in stupidest thoughts in the <laughs> universe, and they're out of balance like crazy because the money allows them to do whatever they want. The only thing is they don't know what they want. So they do all these stupid things. And you yeah. see them and you go, this guy's so immature. Yeah. He, I, I, this guy has no idea about yeah. what life is about. He thinks, well, I have the money and everybody respects me because I have the money and I can do whatever I want and I create crap. Right. <laughs> I also felt like, I, I, I don't know if this is true. I'm, it's certainly not true for everyone. I also felt like you wouldn't learn a lesson if you haven't lost anything. So if you're such a young millionaire or billionaire at like 20 something years old, you hasn't exactly lost anything important in your life to appreciate what you have or the amount of money. But here comes, that's the, it's, it's, that's true. The key ingredient, if you want to keep growing as a human being, is you must have gratitude for what life mm -hmm. has given you, no matter yes. what it is. So I teach people to see their beauty. Everybody else is teaching them to fix their problems. I teach people to see their own beauty, their own genius, their own unlimited potential. That's what people want to do. They don't want to have a lot of money and be stifled. Right. So what happens, um, like say, suppose like I'm walking around throughout the day happy and I'm, I'm appreciating my thoughts and loving my thoughts. And now a thought pops up like, 30 years ago, I said something really stupid to someone. Well, that's, oh. that's guaranteed to happen. That's a hundred percent guaranteed to happen. Don't ask me where the thoughts come from. <laughs> I can't answer that. I just, they just pop up all over because that's your past, your past patterns and it's stored in the brain. So people look right now into brain stuff, all bullshit. You know, it's, the brain operates as a biological computer. You're looking for a spiritual answer. You know, yeah. you're, looking for, you're looking for a real answer. You know, the world is full of nonsense and making it look like an answer. 
type of thing. The brain is just, it's a biological computer. It stores, it has yeah. memory. And, and it's the best computer that the world has ever, 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 ever seen and will ever, ever see. It's better than artificial intelligence. Oh, yeah. And it sure. stores all this stuff and it, and, and it shoots stuff and it shoots stuff to your body, you know, and you deal with that, with that, with addiction, you know, and it shoots. And if you stop what it shoots, guess what happens? Oh, I love, but here's the joke. They, they lose their urge, but they don't lose their thought of it. And as long as they don't lose their thought of it, they will always be attracted to it. Hmm. And here's the other joke. You never lose your thought about anything, ever, ever, ever. Every thought you have is stored, but you just have free will to think what you want. And at a certain point your level of consciousness has risen your understanding of how thought works has risen and you choose not to activate the thought so there's no problem having the thought but no one is forcing you to act on it mark yeah that no, makes one. Sense. no one no one is it's not a willpower thing see we have been trained to think willpower is the great gift it's the stupidest gift in the world it's <laughs> ego you cannot stop thinking but you can let it pass there's a story this uh uh this bear is upstream and it's poop it's eating a lot of berries and overeating you know typical human reaction but anyway yes. <laughs> overeating and and it poops and there's a guy fishing down the stream and he plucks the thing out and he looks at it and he examines it and spends a lot of time with it judging analyzing evaluating it and then he says oh my god it's poop and he throws it back in the water and then and, and this bear had really eaten a lot so this, 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 the poop is coming down the stream and he snares it up and he looks at it and examines it and says oh this is poop and throws it in the water but about the fourth or fifth time he just lets the poop go on by hmm. that's your answer let it go on by oh they stop grabbing it and examining it and obsessing over it <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what the world does. Let's examine it. Let's analyze it. Every problem and what's the cause of it? The cause yeah. of it is, is overthinking. Right. I'm just would curious. You, it, oh, sorry. Okay. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah, go ahead. I, yeah. Um, yeah. I was. Would you say, Harry, was, is there any truth to, like, to say spiritually or with our connection to the universe, would it be inaccurate to say that we're like, say, like finger puppets on one giant big hand with a, billions of fingers? Yes and no. We are, we are. Uh, Rumi was a Mus was a really wise Muslim poet. We are not a drop in the ocean. We are an ocean in the drop. You must feel this ocean in you for it to be real. It's real, but you don't feel it. So you are part. You are a, a single drop. In other words, you are part of the whole ocean yet just a, a drop right but you have the power of the ocean in you that's the part the world doesn't want to that's why they go to religion 
is because they, they can't grasp the paradox. So you can't see that mentally, Mark. You have yeah. people coming to you all meant. You have to have an insight. You have to, that where your little mind goes quiet for a second and truth pops in. You see, Jay, yeah. answer to your question. Yeah, on a personal level, we live a subjective reality of personal truths. Right. Absolute fact. Everybody knows that. But there is another reality, the, tr the real reality of where the ocean is there and we're connected to it. And as long as we don't feel connected to the ocean, we suffer. And how do we suffer? Through our thoughts, which create feelings. Oh, oh my God, I'm creating my own suffering? Whoa, what a who? Anything else but that. Right. I'm, I'm just curious, is, is, there, is there a practice that like one can do? So let's say if I want to do it for myself, I, I caught myself have like all these negative thoughts. Is there a practice that you will recommend or you, you think it will work like yeah, for me to catch relax, a thought and let it go? Relax and calm down. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Slow down. I mean, well, I, I, I mean, like I do that, but sometimes like I get so worked up, like I have to get into like, I, I love gaming. I play games as Mark knows. Like, I will, and it I will, relaxes I will... you, doesn't it? Doesn't yeah, it? but it does. But like, and also at the same time, I'm like, oh man, I'm wasting so much of my time just playing games because I have to, uh, you know, uh, uh, I have to relax myself. So I don't know if that's good for me or that's bad for me because playing a game, playing a, a lot of games also wastes a lot of time rather than be productive. You're not interested in being productive. You're interested in being happy <laughs> and content. Right, right. It, the answer to your question is it probably does both. Hmm. It, it relaxes your mind, which see, the problem with the world's philosophy, the bullshit of the world, the total stupidity of the world. That's the title of this podcast, the bullshit of the world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Is the cup is full of water. And they say, be more productive. You have to empty the cup to allow new water in. Right. And how do you empty the cup? You relax go more into the quiet, into the silence that, that is true within yourself. So the water has to, if your cup is full and you're trying to be more productive, you're going to have a big anxiety problem, a big psychological problem. Right. You are creating this psychological problem from your lack of awareness of what you need. You need, see, you, you're young, I'm old. My body is telling me what I need. I never listened to it when I was your age, but it's telling me what I need. Your mind needs to empty out. Your guy is into creative thinking. Mm -hmm. He has to teach, so you have to empty out. If he doesn't right. teach that, he doesn't understand. Right. Because, because you have to, why does silence work? The silence works because you stop your world. You're right. going, it, psychology and the world is in this story. This, the the uh, airplane pilot comes out and says, I have good news and bad news. 
The good news is we're making better time than we've ever made before. And the bad news, they say, we're lost. <laughs> and that's the world. It's making better time. You're, you're caught up in an image of what success is. Right. That's not success. Yeah, I felt like, I guess, I guess you're right, because success is different for everyone. Um, yeah, you know, and your mean... answer to your question of how much gaming you should do, it's different for everyone. Yes, <laughs> maybe too much. I don't know. <laughs> maybe you know, not the, enough. The, the just thing... just okay. your awareness. See, that's yeah. consciousness. Just your awareness that maybe you're doing too much is already self-correcting. Because mm. you're, you're, you're conscious of it. And you, you notice at first, well, I've, I've been really working hard and I need to relax. So I'm good. I get into the game. I have my brother-in-law who's IT, an IT specialist, and he loved playing uh, games. And of course, his kids are four and seven years old, love oh. playing games. And, and he's got all the tablets and all the stuff and all the modern. And he's relaxed because he's, he's tight in the day. He needs to relax. And he takes a mm -hmm. joint, too. Because he likes he likes that relaxes him, and 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 then there's a point where the problem with desires is they have a tendency to be seductive, mm. and you're aware that there's a point where I get out of balance. So right. it take there's a point where it takes me into balance. And then there's a point where it takes me out about. That's where your consciousness becomes aware of that point. Right. And so I would say when you start and do it, which is just a supposition, because I don't know what you're feeling. I don't know what's in your head. You relax. And that really feels good. And you really, and gee, it's great to get your head out of your own thinking, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it is. What a boring world. And, and so, so you, you, you get into this virtual reality, which becomes your reality. And then you notice with the kids, their face starts to get red and they get too hyper and all this stuff. Right. You're the same way. Your face gets red. It, it, except it, you know, it, and, and then you stop at the right time and you have energy. You stop at the wrong time, guess what you have? Negative energy. Right. What do you like, positive energy or negative energy? Definitely positive yeah. energy. That's why I'm trying to find every day. You yeah. know. Jay, you know, I, I was thinking about what that you, when you game, I don't know if, if all your games are broadcast, but I know that you broadcast on Twitch and it's yeah. actually kind of fun to listen. You know, sometimes I'll put it on the phone the problem with Twitch is like, you know, when you turn the screen off, it, it disconnects. But uh, if there is a way like to to just keep listening, not even to look at the video, but it's kind of fun to hear you talk your way through the game. And I was thinking, like, imagine like you game for hours and hours and one day you say, you know, I'm, I'm really gaming too much. I'm having a problem with gaming. I should quit. And then imagine you get an email or a message from someone one day saying, you know, I, I was really miserable and I couldn't sleep at night and I was depressed and, and felt terrible. And one night I, I found you on Twitch and started listening and you really calmed me down. I mean, you could be helping people with what you're doing. Um, oh yeah. I never thought about that because I, I always thought that uh, gaming, because when I started a gaming streaming gaming, I always thought I'm doing it for myself because you know, that's, that's how I want to broadcast, you know, my story at the same time, like the way I play the game. But 
you know, I think I think you could be right. You know, maybe because a lot of people when they tune into like some streamer or whatever, they they just have it in the background, like helping them to. The yeah, and, and some some of them are like really, uh, you know, just some of the the gamers are like really kind of uh, abrasive, like they're hard to listen to. You know, just all over the place and trying to be really dynamic. And yeah, when you do it, you're kind of you have a calm, soothing voice, and you know, there's people oh, that, that yeah, and so yeah, there's people that would love listening to you and. Uh, I mean, you know, even if you help, imagine you help even that one person out there that, that's suffering, you know, maybe they just quit drinking or something, or maybe they're like going through like a, a breakup or whatever. And, yeah. you know, they, they tune in somehow, they find you, whether, you know, maybe rebroadcast on YouTube or sorry, hit the microphone. Um, you know, so suppose that someone tunes into you and they're like, wow, this is like, this is really calming. You know, you're helping me. I mean, it's, uh, Yes, I mean, I would say just keep doing it, you know, just keep doing it and share it with the world like the way you're doing it now. And if you're having fun, you probably are calming them them down. And and you bring up a really valuable point. You know, sharing isn't just sharing about awareness. It's sharing energy and loving energy or something you love or something that relaxes people. If they're tuning in, you're helping them. You're helping. Or thank you. Yeah, and because your your heart is good, you're you're enjoying it. Uh, that's you're sharing that love and passion, and it turns out this is one of the greatest ways to share love in the world. The conference I'm doing with the Muslim community, I want to talk about drugs and alcohol. They want to talk about digital ad- addiction. <laughs> you know, really? because, yeah, because it's so it's it. They're they're women with kids. And guess what their kids, you know, they want, how much should the kids watch and, and, uh, and how much should they watch and, uh, and what it leads to, including pornography and all that type of stuff, you know, so the digital world is, is the world of, we're trying to, it's a, you know, it's an expanding horizon, right? Life is an expanding horizon. Yeah. the same it's just the virtual reality of life it, the senses the more the senses are attracted which is the five senses are not a principle they're an ex- expression of consciousness and the more the five senses are interacting re- with the person the, the greater the sense of reality they feel yeah. and that's just the way we work but the people are attracted to understanding the five senses rather than what creates the five senses and that's the 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 purpose of your life jay the indigenous have a a phrase called first cause first cause what you're looking for you're not looking for 15th cause that's where the brain and trauma that people are talking the bullshit of the world now a new evolution a new evolution of smoke if you want the truth but but first cause you're not looking for 10th cause you're not looking out there for the answer where did it originate from jay and i'm going to tell you where it originated from thought right thought thought is such an important important thing and important it is yeah powerful weapon it's like it's i mean like like I, i totally agree that like you know like like there's just no way to turn off thought there's no whether it's good or bad. There's no way to turn out thoughts. You just have to practice and filter out, you know, like the the, the bullshit of the thought, you know, 
and 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 only only you know uh, and don't do it with a negative feeling right if you're going to do it from a negative feeling you're going to create a negative reality psychology in its present form why they have no solutions coping right. coping coping you're jay's not interested in coping jay's no. living yes jay's you're all your questions are i'm young and i want i want to express life in the fullest way i can experience it no i, I, I want to yeah, yeah. i want to put a band-aid on my problems well yeah. obviously that doesn't work well i definitely have to live in the presence more i felt yeah. like i live in the past way too often <laughs> don't we all yes yeah, yeah welcome, but, uh, welcome to the club of human beings well i'm just curious so like like you know like how how everyone said like oh you have to move on from the past like for me i felt like the past is there for a reason the past is there for to teach us something that we have learned that we can apply to the future so i'm not sure if you agree with that phrase uh you know my way of thinking of the past rather than you know move on from the past right you you actually said the answer to everything is living in the now right there is no past and no future the only thing the only thing that you do is with thought you bring the past into the present it's like you know that machine and in the circus where it goes down oh, yeah. and picks a picks a prize and picks it up or drops it to, and and you get it it's that's what you do with the past your mood goes down the crane goes past, 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 bummed out. <laughs> example, example, support. This is the reason I feel bad. Right. Well, no, it wasn't the reason you feel bad. The reason was you <laughs> too far into the present. You yeah. colored the present. That's what thought is. It's a paintbrush, Jay. You want to paint it black? No problem. God gives you the free will to do that. You want to paint it happy? No problem. You want to paint it being in the now and being connected to God? No problem. You have the free will to create whatever you want, Jay. Right. And you do yeah. through your stupidity and through your wisdom. Now, when, you're, when you're working. Stupidity. When sorry, you're working with the, uh, oh, sorry, yeah. When you're working with Harry, when you're working with the, the Muslim women, and I would imagine you know, when people dealing with addiction, coming off of like a drug and and uh, or something like that, that there's actual physical trauma like in the brain. The brain needs to heal, and people are suffering, you know. And you know, maybe say that you're sitting in a room talking to some people, and you know, one person might look at you and say like, "Wow, that makes a lot of sense," and the other person saying, "I'm I really can't even pay attention to you because I'm really suffering," you know, my I'm having headaches and dizziness and, uh, you know, I feel like the room is spinning around me. I mean, I, so I mean, what happens you... all the time. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, but it and you doesn't wanna... bother me. It doesn't bother me. I don't listen to them. Yeah. If you go, I mean, if you go to like a AA meeting, you know, they'll say like one day at a time. It's like, oh, great. One day at a time. And maybe in reality, the scary thing is it might be like five years at a time. You might need like five years for that everything to heal and feel mostly normal again well, that that's their spiritual journey we don't know uh when and how they they drop but i do know when a, someone is rattled or or stuff see everybody comes to me bummed out yeah 100 why would they come to me if they weren't bummed out you know why would they you know so they contact me they've read my book or they've listened to a podcast or a webinar and they say 
gee, this guy had something I wouldn't. I have right now a client, a psychiatrist. It's ironical, Jay. I've never taken a psychology course. And, <laughs> and, and, and the psychiatrist is taking a lot of psychology. Right. And he's coming to me, again, paying me a ridiculous amount of money. And, and he's growing. Yeah. So when you're stuck in time, Mark, you, you, you're stuck. And you may change your physiology, which, of course, is a lot better than having pain and suffering. But it doesn't mean you're growing in a spiritual way or in a human way. It means that you've handled you've handled that which has been controlling you. That alone, of course, means their life has changed. But they still want to be happy and content, you know, yeah. they it's like this woman who was in a recovery program that I was in said, I don't want to get rid of being an alcoholic. I want to be happy when I get rid of being an alcoholic. She yeah. got it. She got it. She was right. Everybody's working at the problem. And please, Mark, don't think I'm criticizing what you're doing. I, I love the fact that you're helping people with something that they can't control, a drug through a drug type of thing. It's beautiful. And, and it's indigenous, to be honest. You're just a healer. That's what healers and doctors do. But that person will not really fulfill themselves unless they tap into their unlimited potential. They don't want to just get rid of that problem. They're much more multifaceted than that. They, they, that's what's on their mind and has been grained and the world sees as results. Yeah. Many people have incredible results and don't, you know, they come back five years later and says, it took me five years to really understand wow. what you're talking about, Harry. But during those five years, I was evolving and exploring all these sides of myself that I needed to know. And I have found out what you were saying is true for all human beings, not just me. Right. A universal yeah. truth. That's, Jay, why I said just subjective stuff is not as big a deal as, you're, as people are giving it. Right. It, it universal truth, a truth that applies to everybody. And one of the truths is everybody thinks. That's a universal truth. I'm just curious, yeah. like, you know, you, you speak about like how a lot of people, you know, come to you, want to be happy and, and want to be content. Has anyone that come to you that refused to be happy? They just want to get rid of their problem. Well, yeah, I don't know if course. you ever have those. I have people who hear nothing. Yeah. I have people who uh, I have a test. Uh, see, when you get to be a seasoned veteran, you you get you get these subtle little things. But one of the biggest tests is someone first they come, all they want to talk about is their problem. Right. That's it. Okay. So we go raise the level of consciousness. I tell a lot of bad jokes. And the moment the jokes are great so far. I love yeah. loving it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the bad joke lightens the mood. So right. And that's the first thing I did when I came into the addiction program with a heavy addiction. I said, I came in and I yelled, lighten up. 
I can't deal with all this heavy stuff. You yeah. know, yeah, there's no answers in it. It's just this. And, and so they lighten up and we have a great feeling. Mm. And then at the end of the session, they start talking about their problem again. They didn't get it. Uh, so that's your test. <laughs> that's my test. Okay, I felt yeah, like I can't keep talking I, about your problem. You got nothing. I, I wonder if I can replicate that in my thought. Like I just like if I call it in my thought, I'm like you know make a bad joke, and then if if I make myself happy or laugh that that's uh, you know for however long, and then if I call myself to think about it, I don't know. I don't know if I can replicate it for my for my own purposes. I'm just curious. Well, you you don't need to replicate a bad a bad joke. You you just have to replicate that during the day you have good feelings and bad feelings. Right. Which ones do you like better? It's good feeling. Okay. Yeah. So just pay attention to what creates good feelings for you. Right. And that's and keep away from the ones that create bad feelings. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's right. I'm gonna start doing that more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you can't do it mentally. See, that's the joke. Yeah. And let me answer the question of why they lose it. Hmm. I, I, this, I've done a lot of indigenous work, and I'm known as a man of the spirit in that world. It's unusual for a white guy to do it. And I carry unusual medicines in that world. Sort of like what Mark has type of stuff, but not so physical. I deal more with the mental world. And uh, so Mark would be a pipe carrier in the indigenous world, you know, and he, uh, he right. bring, bring these medicines to people who have problems. He's a specialist and I'm a specialist. I deal with passions and desires. Mark deals with more the physical uh, re reactions of addiction. Actually, you know, since, since we last talked, it's I didn't realize it's been so long. It's probably been a few years. Um, that I, I was doing a lot of medical, and I still do uh, medical treatment for specifically opioid addiction. And then we got more into um, uh, alcohol addiction treatment, which is similar as medications to help people taper gradually off of uh, alcohol. And But more recently, in the last year or so, I've been working with people coming off of psychiatric medications, you know, things like Xanax, Ativan. Hmm. Uh, yeah, the opiate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not well, not even the op opiates, but just like these psych drugs that people thought were safe. You know, they're, they're not controlled drugs. They're not drugs that people abuse. But like, for example, someone might be prescribed, you know, maybe someone in the family passes away and they're grieving and they're having a lot of anxiety and insomnia. Yeah. And then a, a doctor gives them prescription for, say, uh, clonopin, you know, a, a tranquilizer to help them sleep. Well, a benzo, that's a benzo. Yeah, benzo. Yeah, exactly. So they, then they take it for 20 years and then they realize after 20 years, they're having all these strange adverse reactions and symptoms and they need to not get off 20, of it. Not 20 years either, by the way, you know, that's, uh, that's. Yeah, maybe a lot sooner, maybe five, 10 years, two years or whatever. And then now when they come off of it, these people, they're not really addicted and they don't want to take more drugs. They, the last thing they want is to go to a doctor and be told, maybe this drug will take care of your symptoms. They, they want to be done with drugs. And, and so they have to go through that suffering without more medication to cover up the problem. You know, they, need, they really just basically need to heal. And the healing is not an easy process, and it can sometimes take a really long time. Um, I mean, how do you work with someone like that who's just really suffering with these symptoms, and there's nothing that can take it away easily? There's no pill that's going to solve their problem in a day. 
Well, we should do a show on that. That would be really cool. Definitely, yeah. That, that would be real. I mean it. That would be really, for me too, by the way. See, last time, Jay, when I talked to Mark, which is years ago, I learned about MAT or medically aided treatment that I didn't know about. So it's it's always, you know, there's in this big question, there's, there's always areas uh, to explore. All I can tell you is my... Ex- my experience with a client she came to me she since she was she was in her 40s and she uh, was on uh, opiates and and which i could and uh drugs since she was 13 and she she was on this benzos that uh, mark just described uh for three years and you're supposed supposed to be on them for about three weeks maximum yeah and uh so she uh and so she she uh came to me she heard me talk on a show which is generally speaking where my clients come from and uh or my book and they uh she happened to live in my city which is very unusual i never have clients in my city never you know and but she did and so i said let's get together for coffee and so i spent two one and a half hour sessions with her uh talking about the spiritual reality of thought mark and she and she she dropped them and I never talked to her about benzos. I knew so much about benzos, Jay, that mm-hmm. I had to phone, uh, I had to contact a psychiatrist, Dr. Bill Pettit, who's in the three principles, and ask him, what, what are they? That's how much I knew about it. But you don't have to know about them. It's better if you know about them, if you're supposed to be treating it, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, it's good but, to but know. I had, no what idea with, what, you know? I had no idea what the heck big names and all this stuff right. who can remember yeah. that stuff and uh you got to be a doctor just a brain to remember the names of it. so right. so i talked to her about the spiritual nature of thought not the psychological nature and she went into a feeling and she doctored herself and then she went uh, two weeks later she went to the shrink the psychiatrist excuse me and uh uh, she had an appointment and he says, well, how are you doing? Because anxiety, that's the big word out there, Jay, right now. Mm. Oh, anxiety, big boogeyman. You know, I think, oh, say, give me a break. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but anyway, that's the world. It's a big deal. Anxiety, pain, you know, right. those types of things are really big out there right now. And, um, and don't make me, I'm not laughing in the sense that I, pain is, I don't like pain and all that but, but uh, so she's, she goes to the psychiatrist and he says, well, how are you doing? And she, and this relates to the story, what Mark's talking about. She, and she says, well, I'm off them. He says, well, that's impossible. Nobody gets off these. Mm-hmm. And so you have the psychological attraction to the addiction. You have the psychological pointing by the doctor that this is what you need. So again, you're believing, believing that thought type of thing. And then you have this feeling of relief um, from your anxiety, which is thought related. And, and, and then she tried to teach him what she had experienced. I said, don't do that. They won't listen to that. 
They won't listen to that. They won't listen to truth. They have a belief system that they they are, man's level of consciousness is so low in this area. They're into behaviorism. They're into the effect. And I'm into what caused before, before, what, where did this, where did it originate from? Do you want, do you want to listen to uh, a master or do you want to listen to a student who six generations past the master? Which one is more effective? Of course, a master. Yeah. yeah. Why? Why? Right. Because he's speaking, because he's the originator of the, yeah. so you want to go to the, OG. the or, origin of what right. created the anxiety and it mm. and and so she dropped it now here's the ironic thing mark just to support some of the problems you have so then i phone her up a month later and say well how are you doing she says well now that i'm talking to you harry i'm feeling a lot better and i go oh shit she didn't get it she sees it came from me and not herself mm. And then she tells me she, when when she came, she was working as, as a cook's, a waiter's assistant in a little diner and got fired. And now she's working in the school system uh, as a teacher's aide and stuff. And everybody's telling her how calm she is. And she says, I can't figure out why they're telling me this. I'm not a calm person. <laughs> see, she changed and she didn't see it. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's the way it is a lot of the time. The indigenous would come to me and tell me the story of this bad spirit. And I'd say, no, no, no. That's you went inside and experienced the spiritual reality. And they go, oh, it was a good thing. And they changed their mind. They, they yes. just, if you believe bullshit that you're telling yourself misinformation, if you're giving yourself misinformation, where is it coming from, Jay? Where's it coming self, from, Mark? From your, from your, from your thought. That's right. Yeah. All back to the thought. From the origin. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's That's also um, people are surrounded by a lot of, you know, what they, what everyone calls now gaslighting. You know, people around you oh. giving you, feeding you misinformation or making you feel bad about stuff. And you know, like, like you said, the person goes to the doctor and the doctor says you, you need more medication. No, nobody ever gets off of this stuff. And then. When a person is suffering, you know, they're healing. They say maybe the healing process might take weeks, months, or even years. And they have their family around them saying, why aren't you better yet? Why aren't you having more energy and getting up and running around and, and shopping and talking? And they're also saying, you've got to take your drugs. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So you have uh, to take your medication or else you're, you're, you're going. And, and it's just not the answer. Medicating the world. <laughs> is not the answer and the medication gets bigger and bigger and more and more powerful and as the world gets more out of control oh the stress level seems to go up i wonder why that's happening why are people suffering from anxiety now why are they anxious economically the standard of living keeps going up and the level of anxiety goes up right Economically, the, the standard goes up and the level of greed goes up. Yeah. People are out of balance, Jay. Yeah. I, yeah. I see that every day. I every, see that every day. Uh, 
Yeah. You know, it reminds me of this comic that I saw, this little one frame comic that uh, it's a picture of this forest where all the trees have been cut down. And um, so there's all these tree stumps everywhere. And, it, and it's this little koala bear leaning over a tree stump and he looks completely depressed. He's probably crying. And there's two humans standing over this koala bear and they say, he's got mental illness. And <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's great. That's it. And, and, and the, the trouble is it, they can make it sound logical. Like it, yeah. it, like, like now this, this new trauma uh, therapy stuff, it's just smoke moved around in a different direction. It's a touch deeper. And everybody in the psychological community is excited about it. It's bullshit. Oh, but, what is that? Well, trauma creates addiction. Trauma right. creates mental yeah. illness. What creates trauma, Jay? Thought. There you go. It's all thought. You just jumped ahead of the whole psychological. Oh, wow. yeah. I'm <laughs> smart now. Yeah, you got you. you I was going to say something else. So you're like way ahead of me here. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, but that's, no, no, that's, that's it. It's good to have a virgin mind, not being exposed to it. You, you can see you don't get caught up in the trappings, the definitions, the, the past teachings. Because I don't know anything. <laughs> well, guess what? how I feel. I, I have a group called the Mental Health Transformation. I have, in this group, I have created more miracles than any psychiatrist in the world. No one will listen. No one will listen. Nobody cares. They, they like they want entertainment. I go up. We go on these podcasts. Like, look at the fruit. Oh, don't listen yeah. to me. They don't care. They see this entertainment. They see this information. They did. They, they. I think. Well, results. I thought you wanted results. No, they don't want results. They want a good story. Hey, they want a good story. I think that's that's it. They just want a good story. I, I'm just curious. This is totally out of scope. Totally not. Maybe not relevant. Sorry, Mark. I just have to ask. Harry, have you thought about creating a comic strip on a all comics? these issues? I feel like it would be great. You know, well, we, I like you, you, you. Like you have like this sense of humor. I feel like I can combine it with like a visual on on you know like you know how like on a, a lot of website they might have like a four you know, comic strip or whatever that people can read. It could help people and it's easier to access and it's easier to understand too. I'm just curious if you ever thought about doing that. No. <laughs> yeah, because I, I'm definitely, if you create it, I would definitely read it because it's so entertaining and it's so educational too. It's well, not just... You, you, know. you see, that, what, what is obvious in today's world is there's a there's a lot of different ways to communicate yeah. and you, you will hit on one of the best educational formats in the world is if it captures the person's interest and it's light, they're going yeah. to learn or absorb the message a lot easier than if it's talking about the three principles and <laughs> thought and, you know, that, you know, after a while people go, Oh yeah, well, I think I'll go and uh, play golf or whatever. That's essentially how I learned my science is uh, back back then when I was really young, my mom would always rent this like VHS, VHS with uh, all the cartoon that, that you know, that well, who's explains gonna science. Who's going to draw the cartoons? I'm sure, you know, you can find someone. Maybe Mark can draw. Maybe Mark is a good Oh, no, uh, that's artist. my daughter. She, yeah, my, no, no, yeah, my I daughter think, does I all think that. we're out of, out of our skill realm. The, the, the answer... Like it's a, it, it's actually a brilliant idea and it, no. it would be, 
but but my message is it, the I'm sharing like with this new project with you know 20 right. women training 20 women in this area and they'll take it out maybe we'll use comics to attract you know, Muslim comics to attract you know right. people but but um, that stuff has to uh, like I like the idea but the, it's it's yeah. not, not in my realm of of where I, I want to do now and the yeah. other thing to answer your question one question you asked is I'm very selective like I I have lots of opportunity right but I'm actually cutting the the summer down where I'm just keying in on that project and working with this psychiatrist and, and pretty much like having a summer of tennis and swimming and, and, and uh, uh, yeah. because I understand I've seen people get old by being burnt out and mm. I'm 75 and I'm still playing a high level of tennis and, and stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, with young people and stuff like that. So I, I don't want to lose that. And I know in one snap, it's gone. Right. Like one knee, one heart, one. Right. And so you start to uh, you start to guide your life that you'll be here for a little while. Mm. And uh, within that, you can only you, you start to be selective in what you're going to yeah. do. It's a great idea. But thank you. Maybe yeah. when I was 30 years old, I would have <laughs> jumped into yeah. it and spent five years developing that idea. Right. But right now, five years would make me 80. Eight. I mean, I have to say, you didn't you didn't look a day older than 61. Like when yeah. you when you keep saying yeah. saying that you're 75, I'm like, that's not how my grandpa looked when he was 75. You know, that's how and, that's... And, that, and that's the reality. And and let me tell you that you do read you do uncover more youth. Yes. I had I had a very powerful experience, Mark, that you know, I, I had a fairly serious case of cancer. And oh, no. and uh, oh no, it's great. I loved it. And <laughs> uh, um, and yeah, and then people say, How can you have loved it? But uh, and and what happened was see any story that has a happy ending is a good story. Mark yeah. knows that. Yeah. He knows he knows that no matter what people have gone through, if they if they if they find that that happiness gene or that 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 good feeling or they just feel that it's a good story. It, these people actually have a lot to share with the world about suffering, but from a happy perspective and they're living a happier life. So that's a good story, even though they were addicted. And so I had cancer and it. And I could, I did have a shift mm. and the shift was, gee, I'm, every day I'm getting up this, this, my unconscious mind was creeping in. You're sick, you're sick, you're sick. And I wasn't seeing it because I was have, you know, I have a positive attitude to life, but right. it was creeping in there. And all of a sudden I had a heavy feeling and I walked, took my bike and rode down to the ocean. I lived very close to the ocean and, uh, I look out into the water and I go, I can't do this. I can't be heavy. I might die in six months, but I can't do heavy. I, if mm -hmm. I'm going to live only six more months, I want to be happy for those six months. I don't want to be thinking about my disease 
for six months and I has to have a lousy six months. And so in that moment, I changed my mind. Hmm. Inside out, not outside right. in, Jay, inside out. I changed my mind. And in that moment, I got happy. And then I had the most productive, fantastic, and the treatment worked. But here's oh, the great. joke. Here's the joke, Mark. This is for you. So now it's a year later, and I'm in Mexico holidaying because, you know, with COVID and stuff, everything got kind of closed in. Yeah. And yeah. I needed a break from my good fun I'm having. And uh, so I'm in Mexico. And I, no tourists. I hate tourists. So oh, yeah. only Mexican. Get worse. And and worse yet are Canadian drinkers, which are ninety nine percent of them. And really? um, and so there's a little. There's a, a beautiful body of the ocean where only Mexicans go, and it's calm. And I go. I'm swimming in it, and I ha- I buy a boogie board. This is for you, Mark. I'm telling you this story because I didn't know this. And I'm on the boogie board the first day. And three, four minutes, I'm pooped out. I'm pooped out, yeah. you know, kicking with the board. The third day, I'm in the water. And I'm in there for a half an hour. And I'm, without realizing that I was in the water for a half an hour, and I'm feeling full of energy. At that moment, youth came back into me. And after that, the amount of energy, physical energy I've had, it took a year, Mark, for the cancer or the addiction to clear out of the body. See, mm. it's an, it's, and I didn't know that. I, I never thought I could reclaim youth. See, my body mm. was severely injured with the cancer. It was more, you couldn't see it. The cancer was gone, but the body had had all of and, and all, all, all of a sudden I had all this energy and I came back and I'm playing tennis. Well, my tennis is way up. What's the problem with being old? You have to move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And if you don't move, the stroke is quite a bit handicapped. Yes. And the momentum and the motion in a youth versus an old fart is in <laughs> one stiff as a board and the other one is, and it always a you know, and, <laughs> you know, and the young person is just. Oh, man, I already started yeah. doing that, that, that noise already. Oh, wow. Every time I got to get out of the, the chair. I'm like, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Got to get yeah. up more. <laughs> I had to get up more. Yeah. But, to stop but playing you, this, you know? So, so we, that was a surprise to me, Mark, that recovery, like the recovery was going on for a whole year. I wasn't yeah. aware of that. That's yeah. what's happening to you're helping people, and the big benefit will be after a year. Yeah, yeah, because they they're now not releasing all that negative thought energy, and they're releasing that positive, more better attitude energy, and 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 it creates through the brain a biochemical result that takes a little while to seep through. And and I mean, if you've been addicted for twenty years. You can rest assured that the, the body is messed up. Right. Yeah. You see the indigenous people who have dropped drinking. A lot of them have. But when they hit 50, 55, their body is just toast. 
Right. Yeah. Because they've been, they, I mean, they lived on the street. They were, they, they ate crap and, and they, and they were drunk all the time. And then, and then they dropped it. They, they, so they have the greatest addiction of alcohol and also the greatest recovery rate. Of course, they have spirituality too, you know, yeah. right. you know, not just white man spirituality, <laughs> Jay, real spirituality. What's the, what's the white man's spirituality? That's religion. religion. Oh, difference right, between right. spirituality and religion. Religion yeah. is, is something you, you need that helps you to support you when you can't think for yourself. Right. Yeah, it, it's like maybe too much structure and the spirituality is gone. Like, like we had talked about before, like um, AA, Alcoholics Anonymous, started as a spiritual organization. And then over the years, they, you know, they have their, what do they call it? The traditions and the rules and structure. Steps. Yeah, the yeah steps. steps. And then, then over time, eventually you get to the point where people start fighting over. You're not doing the traditions right. You're not doing the steps right. You're not following the rules and gets into all this administrative fighting back and forth. And, and suddenly you realize the spirituality just doesn't seem to be there the same. And you know, then, then when you talk about the, the three principles, um, it just, you know, the, it, it, it's kind of like, I, I don't know how, if you'd say it's like formless and, and it just kind of fits in with, with wherever person's at. And I mean, just the idea of telling a person who just came off of an addiction, you know, maybe there's nothing wrong with you. Maybe you're just fine the way you are. Uh, you know, and I mean, it's just incredible. I mean, that's such a, a spiritual connection beyond telling someone, you got to work the steps, you got to follow the rules here you know, work the steps or die. I mean, that's not like a nice thing to hear when you, you know, you're hoping that to make a connection and, you know, find, you know, just, you know, so it's a whole different thing. And what if you're a creative person like you are, Jay, and you don't like following steps? I really don't like following steps. Yeah. yeah. So what are you going <laughs> to do when you're exposed to a system that says you have to do the steps? I usually bend them. Hmm? You I bend them. Yeah, well, you, I didn't break them. I bend them. Okay, well, <laughs> However, well, I fit me. I, you know, they would say then you're not following the steps. But, right. but the answer is when you're creative, you fall through the cracks, Jay. Hmm. Yes. True, just, yeah. That's just the way it is. And when you're so creative, intuitive, you know, all these types of feelings are suppressed by society. So all the, why, the, the most creative people you know, are, are there. And all my message is, you know, Van Gogh, in my mind, was the greatest painter ever in the world. Hmm. To me, he's the greatest painter ever. Yet he pulled off his ear in frustration. All I'm teaching you is you can be Van Gogh, the genius, without pulling off your ear. Right. Yeah. That's all. That's all. Why are you pulling off your ear? And then when you don't yeah, Jay, the, Jay, it seems like the projects that that you were you and James are involved in are things of all about creative creativity. It seems like that's like your main audience. I feel like you guys are speaking to the creative people of the world. You know, the like you right. said, the people that fall through the cracks. You know, the people that you know, like how can a creative person find success in the world and navigate the world? And you know, your your website, that Note PD, where you can list ideas every day, brainstorming. That's like a a, a great practice and. You know, I mean, that's a way to feel good about yourself. You know, you just created something that didn't exist. And yeah. now you have, you're like, look, I just made this list of ideas and tomorrow I'm going to do another one. And it's just, you feel good about it, that you made something in the world that just was never there before. 
Yeah, I mean, like I didn't create it. Uh, James and Paolo created it. Uh, I'm just mainly there to spread the word. But yeah, I have seen people on the website just create lists every day, and then, and then that seems happy. And、um, we also have a community that actually like responded to the to the list, notepd.com,、uh, and I have people reach out to me. They're like, this actually changed the way I work now. Like you know, because they keep. Exercising the creativity muscle, and then once they finish the list, they feel good about themselves. I think that's where you know、yeah. the you know Harry's talks about like just the the feeling positivity and the feeling good. Once you、themselves. release creativity, you're going to have a positive feeling. Creativity I mean,、yeah. is a positive feeling. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I experience myself too. Like every time I finish writing this a, a list, I'm like, this is great. This is probably the best. <laughs> You know, best time of my life. You know, at that moment. You know, of course、yeah. it will pass, and then you know the other, day,、uh, the next day come come around. I write the list again, and then I'm like, this is the best thing that haven't ever happened to me in my life. Oh yeah, yeah. I I imagine like with your gaming, like you know that that's something you you could turn into a whole nother thing of um, you know, maybe talk about life lessons. You know, what what are you learning from the game you're playing, and and almost become like a game philosopher of uh, you know, and and then that. When you do that, you know that could turn into a YouTube, to an audio, to a podcast of、right. you just playing the game and talking about the game and what are you getting out of the game and thinking about. Right. I think. I mean, you're right. I think when I first started that the channel, that's actually my 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 main things. Like I want to teach people how to like learn. You know, people learn from books. People learn from, uh, you know, TV show, or whatever. But people can learn from games as well. well、yeah. They do. They obviously do, but、yeah. they're not. But generally speaking, when you tie in the philosophy with it, that's the deeper thinking about、right. about it. What creates a good feeling in gaming, and when do I play the game better than when I don't play it so well? And this, there's a state of mind, and you meant, you know, we mentioned, you know, when you're. When when there's a a state of being in the now or contentment in that moment, where you are actually not thinking, you're just performing in the moment.、Right. Yeah. That's why people like games. It takes them out of their head. That's、It、the、does. psychological part, but there's a creative part as well. It takes. See, everyone talks about I got out of my head. That's not it. It took me into this space. Right. That's what it's about. That's what you want to talk about. It took me into this space, and when I'm in that space, if I, I am out of not only out of my head, I am surfing on the highest wave of life. Right. I am surfing. My son is a surfer. He loves it. He's thirty, almost thirty-five years old, and he and he's loves surfing, and he knows he's ending, getting closer to the end of his career in it because it's a it's a young man's sport. Right. And he can it only, but he just loves it. But why does he love it? Why does he love the surfing? And it it's getting on this wave, and it takes him into this space. Why do people go up to Whistler, which is where I live, and they go up once from and they snowboard and they're up there for a year working in 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 
in as in restaurants and stuff just so they can have that feeling right you carry that feeling inside yourself jay it's because you know it's real you can access that feeling not only in games that was what saturday night fever was was about john travolta had this amazing feeling on the dance floor the right. best feeling in the world and he met this girl and he said to her i want to be with you she says you're just a just a shithole just dances i want i want a man who can you know do something for me and he says no i want that feeling on the dance floor all the time that's what I want. That's why I'm asking to be with you. That's that's what it's about. The gaming is an example of what you takes people out of their head, right, into the spiritual reality of being one with God. Right. That's what happens. You're just one with God, and you can't describe it to anyone. No, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a weird feeling that's like, it's so satisfying too. Like every time I play. The game, yeah, it's, it's like a it, satisfying feeling. I'm like, even though I'm losing, but I'm like, this is great. This yeah, is what fact, I want to do. In fact, life. here's the joke that mankind is really messed up. In. It's great that you're losing because it challenges your mind. Yeah. And your yeah. mind, ha that's why gaming is so popular. The life is, is not very challenging. No. It's very routine. And, and it's a little bit more brutal. Life is a bit more brutal, too. <laughs> Well, yeah, you don't you don't walk around everyday life saying I'm losing and this is great. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. But it is a contact sport, so that's part of the game. Right. And on yeah. a psychological level, it looks like a problem. On a spiritual level, it's perfectly designed to bring your attention that you're walking away from God. That's what suffering is. I'm walking away. This life is simple. You're walking away from God or towards God. Right. You're, you're, not, you're not stationary. You're either one or the other. And as you walk away from God, guess what you must do? God says, okay, you want a GPS system, an alarm system that is perfectly designed to let you know that you are effing it up. And yeah. I'm going to give it to you. It's designed perfectly. Suffer, baby, suffer. <laughs> and you go, I don't like this. I better go to a shrink. And it says, well, let's examine the suffering a little bit more and poke our holes in it. Oh, and I'm going to, this will be 20 years, by the way. And at, and will you be healed by that? Oh, no, we don't heal. We, we cope. And uh, see, these people have good intentions. Uh, they're nice people, innocently misguiding people, innocently. They're not doing it on purpose. They really, this is what they learned at school. I have a, my psychiatrist friend. He said, I went to university and school for 25 years. He's a doctor of several. He says, not one class on mental health. Why? Oh, because they don't know what it is. Hmm. All the classes were on mental illness. Right. <laughs> Figure it out. What are they experts in? Mental illness. But you're not interested in mental illness. You're interested in mental feeling health. good. Yeah, feeling good. You know, yeah. I, if you're feeling bummed out, do you want to actually examine? You've already looked at it for 
how old you are continually of why you're bummed out. Right. You're an expert in it. Right. You know, it's interesting. Um, I've had on, on my podcast. Uh, <laughs> the expert in being bummed out. Yeah. <laughs> but, being, but, but absolute fool to feeling to being totally inspired and turned on. Yeah. Right. So when, when you talk about um, therapy, you know, the psychiatrists and whether they know what they're doing or not. Um, I've had several psychiatrists on, on the podcast and psychologists and therapists and that that's kind of my the question I always ask. I've been exploring that for a while of like, what is therapy? What happens in therapy? What do you do for people when you're doing therapy? I, I've never been able to get a straight answer. Um, if you listen back to the podcast, I asked a question and they kind of go off in another direction. Um, one one guy was very honest about it. He said, we just don't have time for that. I mean, psychiatrists can't sit with a patient for an hour and talk to them. We need, you know, they, and, and this guy was not a, a regular psychiatrist. He, he de dealt with public health, but, um, but yeah. And then I talked to a psychiatrist recently that she has the time, you know, she makes the time to talk to patients. I said, so what, so you finally, I got one, I pinned one down, you know, what exactly do you do? You talk to people for an hour, you're a psychiatrist. What is the therapy? And she said, it, it doesn't matter. Um, the talking is the more important part. There, there's no magical technique or therapeutic technique is, is us making connection and talking. And, and that's where the healing happens. And, um, you know, you don't necessarily have to be trained in anything. Um, although of course it helps, you know, it helps to understand, you know, this is what you're dealing with, but, um, uh, but yeah, it was interesting to finally hear that, you know, it's not cognitive behavioral, it's not CBT or all these other three letter therapies or, or even psychoanalysis, like Freudian therapy, but it's just um, two people talking. And that's what we're doing. The, the only difference is I wouldn't totally agree with this woman, but I would agree that she's 100% correct in the process that talking to people honestly and genuinely is, is going to produce a positive result. Absolutely. Yeah. She's absolutely correct. That's the God energy, Jay. When people connect with with you on your show or people connect with mark on what he's doing that's that's the god energy the us mind type of thing and it, it's formless and so to support what you're saying mark aa is hopeless they have a whole five percent success rate hmm. but their fellowship they they just talk is marvelous yeah they don't have a lot of wisdom but they, but the fact that they just do what that woman who has a higher level of consciousness and who has a deeper understanding, when they do that, and people say, "Well, I feel bummed out. I go to the fellowship and I feel good." Yeah. What do I do? I'm not. I can give people information about the three principles. It's not going to help them. They they have to catch a good feeling. And where the good feeling comes from. And it comes from within you. Right. That's the, but the good feeling is the, is the teaching. It is the, it's always the, the feeling, always the feeling. Hmm. And if it feels good and it's not hurting anyone, keep doing it. Yeah. How, how simple do you need it to be? It feels good and keep doing it. 
But they say, I don't think so. Bingo, back in another path. She's right, Mark. She's 100% right. 100%. I take it back. She's 100%. That's, that's one, one of the good things from 12-step uh, recovery. Um, the therapeutic value of one person helping another is without parallel. Uh, without parallel. To, to have somebody there. Here's one of the greatest healings I've ever done, Jay and Mark. Mm -hmm. This woman is in, a, in an old folks home and she is on the edge of dying. She's just hopeless. I didn't know what to say. I put my hand on her shoulder for half an hour. I didn't say a word. And after half an hour, she regained her equilibrium. I took my hand off her shoulder and we smiled. We were friends for life. Just one simple thing. That's the best yeah. healing I've ever done. Wow. I didn't say a word. Just put my hand. She needed support. And yeah. I felt it. And I also felt something else. I couldn't come up with a word to talk about. And I love that. If I would shut up more, maybe I'd be better at what I'm doing. <laughs> I love your bad jokes, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jokes are always, uh, yeah. yeah. Humor but, is always good. Yeah. So, so we come to really the essence of what everybody is, is looking for. Why people are addicted is they have a bad feeling and they want a good feeling. Yeah. Why people are mentally sick is that they got despondent and caught up in their thinking too much. And that created bad feelings in them and they got uh, misguided they misguided themselves and then they went to other people that misguided them as well. And they get caught up in the system. Everybody knows if you're totally wonky, gone insane in that moment, that having a drug will calm you down. It's not a lifelong affliction, you know, it's just a temporary slip where you got confused, dismantled, you become vulnerable. Well, that's a very beautiful state to see. Mark is very vulnerable. Jay is very vulnerable. Yeah. You got to be honest about that. Right. Harry is very vulnerable. Harry's no different than Jay and Mark. And when I'm vulnerable, that's generally speaking, when I'm hearing something for the first time, because I'm open to the fact that I don't know. Why are we pretending? I know. Inside out realities, I know. Well, I don't know. I, I know it's true, but I don't know everything about inside out realities. Thought, uh, expert on thought compared to the world. I don't know anything about thought. Right. It's the original nature of who we are. Oh. It's the creative force that creates everything in our universe. Oh, you know, I don't know anything about that. I just know it's there. Right. Yeah. It works a certain way. You right. put in shit, you get shit. <laughs> Good thought. Good thought. Yeah, no yeah. bullshit thought. No bear, <laughs> no bear shit thought. And you get a good feeling and you share the good feeling, yeah. that's what you get. 
Yeah, sharing the good feeling is <laughs> definitely the the best thing ever. And like, because is, you and, share isn't, it. and isn't that Jay what you're doing on your show? Yes, I'm trying to. You, I'm, I'm no, trying no, to do better. No, no, you're not trying. Don't you don't bullshit yourself. <laughs> All right, I'm doing it on my show. Yeah, because I'm trying to be humble, you know. Yeah, <laughs> well, just stop trying to be humble and be honest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody says I'm happy, but I go. Yes. Can you erase the but? <laughs> but then, how do you poop then? Yeah. Well, <laughs> just poop. How do you poop? Yeah. You poop. What's the sound of one hand clapping? The sound of one hand what? clapping. You know. <laughs> yeah. You know. How do you poop? You know. Right. We poop. Yeah. Well, when you see poop going by, you don't don't grab it. Don't yeah. Yeah, examine it. Then analyze yeah. it. You know. Just just let it go. Just let it go and let it be. So so what happens when you get a good feeling? What do you do? Nothing. I I usually tend to share it. I've at well, least like that's yeah, that's a gold that's a gold mine. That you, if you are a natural sharer of good feelings, you will grow unlimitedly in your life. You'll always have a, a spark of happiness. You'll always have a positive attitude. You'll always see yourself connected to other people. You'll have compassion. America has lost its compassion. It's 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 lost. Yeah, and yeah. and it's losing its power so quickly in the world. It's incredible, and they yeah. and and what's surprising is they want to lose their power. I guess they're tired of being on top, you know, because they're really working hard to they're give working. it all away. Yeah, and and with compassion, you care. It's important that you know other people are suffering. But what's more important is the people around you are suffering, and if you can help those people bit by bit with digital, of course, Jay and I have one common thing: our life would be quite a bit more boring and singular without the digital format that the world is in. It's yeah. amazing that yeah. uh, that a local yokel like Jay from Malaysia and a, <laughs> and, a, and a dumbass old fart like Harry can have such an impact and i'm not doing it jay these people coming i you know i get a phone yeah. call this doctor from new jersey who has a 66 bed emergency ward for addiction and uh, read both my books and he phones me up and i go oh. and we develop a relationship right doesn't make oh, wow. any sense we've never met i I this program that I, addiction, alcoholism, and three principles that is so successful, and we ran for three and a half years. I never met the guy. Physically. Oh wow! Never, physically. Mm. I've never met Mark. I've never met you. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. I came close once. I was on a cruise in your area, like, uh, but the because of the schedule they had us on, there's no time to get away. Remember, we went to the Bouchard Gardens. Yeah, and yeah, beautiful. Was you. it beautiful? Was it beautiful? Oh, oh, it was incredible. Yeah, it was unbelievably beautiful. Yeah, yeah. We should do a show on your where you're going now with this alcohol and stuff. I that would be really cool. Yeah, and the ben, the benzo uh, tapering and withdrawal and the protracted withdrawal. Uh, definitely, the, some specifics I wanted to. Maybe yeah. we, definitely, we should do another talk about that. Yeah, yeah, because uh, we'll learn from each other. Type of you see. 
Mark, I have a problem. I know a lot more than most people. I don't know anything. It's it's a it's a it's it's a conundrum. I know who yeah. I am, Mark and Jay. Yeah. I know who I am. You know, I can pretend. You know, people can, but I. It's this thing we're talking. We're talking about life here. That's a big. You know, it's a contact sport, but it's a sport of mystery and magic. And, and there's no manual come with it. Yeah, no manual, and yet there is、yeah. a manual. The manual、yeah. is the three principles that you have、yeah. to discover. You 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 uncover it because yeah, uncover they flow、it. through you. Just think of it this way: you know everything you need to know about thought because you understand about creativity. You've been studying with your with your gentlemen about creativity for years now. Your that's your journey. You 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 are an expert in creativity. Thank you. To、yeah. the level of what the world understands. Right. You're in the same boat as I am. I know more about creativity than most people, and yet I don't know anything about it. You know, you're in the same boat. So, that's thought, the creative element. The spiritual nature of thought is the creative element that created the earth. Now, get this, Jay. There's only one thought. Always own. It started with a thought, and it's just a continuation of that same thought. Right. Everything that you're doing from the beginning you were born is just one thought. You had a thought, and then you you it it kept expanding. It's still the same thought. It's all original thought, creativity. It's all creativity. The world was created. Jay was created. Just one thought. One thought. And when Jay was created, the world cried and said, "We'll never be the same again." <laughs> And that's so, the thank you. And that's the truth. You have changed the world. The whole world is affected. And how do we change the world? Every time Jaysh and Mark share a beautiful feeling, which is why they're doing their shows, by the way, they have changed the world. They have. That's quantum physics. Right. Quantum physics is there's some there's one element and another element a million miles away. When that element changes, this element changes. That's quantum physics. Right. Every time you share a positive feeling, you're you're raising the vibration of the world. Every time you share a negative feeling, well, that happens too. That's yeah, like the the string trailing. Well, you got a responsibility, Jay. Yes, I'm trying to. I'm. I will do. I'm doing it. I, I'm I'm changing my thought right now on the spot. I'm doing it. <laughs> That's it. anyway, guys. So I, yeah, actually, I have to I have to wrap it up now because. Oh, well, I think I yes. think so. Hey,、eh? we've been laughing. I mean, this is great conversations. I mean, yeah, I came yeah, can... I came on without knowing anything. Mark, it's kind enough to have me on because I don't know anything,、uh, you know. But I have learned a lot in、uh, this conversation. Thank you, Harry. Well, you know, all of us. No, here's the final thought. I did a lot of the talking, but they were listening. It was all coming from us. Right. It, without the listener, like if you have a listener who interrupts everything and does this and doesn't want to soar, you don't soar. You can't、mm-hmm. soar. But 
just be aware it's not the person that's talking it's the space that's created and when that space is there there are solutions to every problem because you're going inside to the truth that mark's wisdom and jay's wisdom is inspiring harry's wisdom harry needs jay harry needs mark and yet if he doesn't know where happiness his happiness comes from he'll worship jay and mark or worship that feeling when that feeling comes from inside out from inside myself right and when you are wiser you start to guide other people towards that and the reason you do it is because you start to learn more about love love is the answer it's always been the answer and it always will be the answer another word for love is god that's all that's yeah, all. yeah. thank you yeah, thank you guys for joining me Thank you, Mark. Thank you for <laughs> Terry. Thank you, Jay. Thank okay. you. Jay. Well, that, that was Thanks. Mark. Okay. It's good I'll to reconnect. Okay, thank you. Okay, bye. It's good. Good to reconnect, Mark. You know.